This is not a video for you to look at me and go, yo, yo, wassif man, you, you are OG man. When I was a young boy, and I go into school, get the results, and then open up the envelope. Incompetent me left the cage door open, the parrot flew out, did a runner. So yeah, I started um, on my gap here. There's a, uh, you know, I, I need a predicted grade A, but I got a C. Don't know what to do. I didn't get any of them right. I got a B in maths, I got a C in chemistry. So it was at that point I was thinking, okay, buddy, simmer down. Assalamu alaikum, what is going on guys? My name is Wasif and I'm going into my final year of my degree and this is the Drip Medic Podcast and in today's episode we're going to be talking a little bit about my journey into medicine and hopefully this episode today won't just help people that are looking to get into medicine but also it might help anyone just needing that little nudge where they feel like you know what I might not meet some of the things that I want to achieve or some of the goals and dreams on set. Feeling a bit tough at the moment, but hopefully listening to this might be able to get some really, really good lessons out of it. So standard stuff. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like and comment um, and commenting stuff that you want to hear in future podcasts. That's the main reason. And it'd be really, really important to hear everything. If you're listening you can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and you just need to search Drip Medic. And finally, podcasts are long, I understand, I get it. If you want some snippets or some shortened versions, head over to the Instagram, and that's Drip Medic, and you should be able to find like loads of little snippets that will probably be released like tomorrow, where you can just, at your own pace, take this podcast in in loads of little chunks. First things first, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to every single person for showing lower and support, lower, lower, lower love and support on this podcast. And I'm so glad that it's going in the direction that I hoped. And that is that I want to try and put out there a more of a balanced picture and view of uni life in the sense that the good and the bad, and when you do have the bad, just trying to be as honest and as open as possible so that not only you guys can benefit, but then I can learn from those lessons and things that we talk about as well. And hopefully, and I'm very, very glad, alhamdulillah, I thank God that it's going in the right direction and I hope it continues to go that way. And I know that in these first few kind of, uh, in the first episode really, the main emphasis was about you know, the actual time of failing and things like that. And the whole plan for the channel is that we're going to talk about a wide variety of things obviously it doesn't just happen you know you just fail and then you get to that bit we're going to be talking about the whole trajectory you know what kind of things that you kind of need to do what kind of habits you need to, to develop because um, it's really important that you must 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 you're going to have to put the work in but it's not as bad as it sounds and it's not as hard as it sounds trust me i know i come across as like you know, laid back and chill because, you know, partly because I'm on this sofa just chilling and talking to you guys. But I think there is an importance for me to explain and be honest and open with you guys that there is a time where you need to get serious and to work. And we'll talk about that. So don't worry. So inshallah, God willing, we can keep 
these going. Keep having these little chin wags every Friday. Also, I got loads of feedback, which was really, really useful. And honestly, please, please keep giving me feedback because it means a lot. And I was able to sort out so many issues in this episode, like the audio. Um, I've had something to eat, so hopefully I look a bit less drowsy. Most importantly, look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. I know, I know, I don't look at the camera very much, okay? It's a bit weird, but I tried to Google tips on how to look at the camera more. So, let me get it up here. Tip number one, you should imagine everyone... No, that's not going to work. Tip two, the lens won't hurt you, so don't be afraid to get friendly. Okay, hey, camera, you know, we've... Can I get you anything? You know, if, if you ever need to stop recording or corrupt a file, that's, that's cool, man. Like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to keep practicing. So, the big R word, rejection. Basically, it's always important to have an intention. It's always important to know why you're doing a certain thing. And that's why the intention for this episode, there's a couple this is not a video for you to look at me and go, yo, yo, wassif man, you, you are OG man, you smashed it, you smashed it. No, what I want you to do is I want you to take inspiration from everything in the sense that you understand what you can achieve if you keep believing, be consistent, be positive, whatever is meant for you will come at the best time and you will be so, so happy with it. You won't want it any other way. This kind of story is so so common in my university the majority of people that are there and they're studying they took gap years they did degrees and now they are and they jumped those hurdles and now they are at the place where they need to be so why is it important for you to realize how common it is because it's very very easy for when we're going through a difficulty or going through a trouble for us to be like oh man you know what no one understands me you know no one realizes what i'm going through no one gets it but truthfully there's definitely, definitely people out there that are going through what you're going through and you just got to stay positive and keep faith. And you know what? The last thing is that being able to look back on this journey to myself and put it in this episode format kind of thing and kind of tell the story about everything that's happened, honestly, it really, really has helped me as a reminder to realize what kind of things I never thought were possible that I've been so blessed and so blessed to be gifted because sitting here right now, six years ago, seven years ago, as you can, as you'll tell in the episode, I would never, ever, ever have imagined, man, that I would ever be sitting here. So, man, Alhamdulillah, you know, can't complain. When I was a young boy, I always wanted to study medicine and become a doctor. Okay, it wasn't really like that. From a young age, I knew I wanted to do something kind of doctory, kind of medicine-y, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And when I was in secondary school, uh, I had braces. I was a very big brace face, and I went to the orthodontist quite regularly. And I thought then, this is cool, you know, I might want to do some kind of dentistry stuff. So I was always in between dentistry and medicine. And I feel that I just rolled with both of them because they both kind of wanted the same thing. Three A's, uh, UK cat, volunteering, personal statement, you get me, you get me, all that kind of stuff. And I was never really into the whole like banking side of stuff or like the finance sector. So that was kind of out of the picture. I never really wanted an office job either. So that was kind of the out of the picture. 
and I didn't really like drawing, so the whole like architecture kind of stuff that was a picture. So, so yeah, that you can kind of see why I wanted to go down that route. So in my secondary school, I was a big chiller, and a few of my friends were as well, and big big chiller. But then when it came to exam time, we were cramming like crazy. We were big big crammers, Red Bulls, caffeine tablets, you name it, man. We were, we were cramming, and the AS levels that I was doing at the time were geography, biology chemistry and maths i just went through the motions and then the exams came sat the exams and then the results day came i got my results i got a a in geography got a in biology got a b in maths i got a c in chemistry so it was at that point i was thinking okay i wasn't stressed about it which was a bad thing not a good thing and when i realized and started researching that in order to meet like the medicine thing at time obviously the offer was three a's but you needed predicted grades of three a's but one of them or both of them depending on the uni had to be chemistry and biology so i needed to get my c that i got in chemistry up to an a now obviously right then and there i was like okay flip um i need to try and get that up to an a i don't know what to do i don't know who speaks to you and this is my first tip it sounds so obvious but as soon as you're in that situation where you don't know something, you need to go and ask someone knowledgeable for help. Because even if you don't know like what the question is exactly that you're trying to ask them, just go to them and ask whatever you think and they will help you know the question that you want to ask and help you with the answers. So I go to my chemistry teacher. I'm like, there's a... Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I need a predicted grade A, but I've got a C. Don't know what to do. And he sat me down and he said, okay, let's have a look at your grades. And then we went, we broke it down and coursework was fine. The one of the exams was all right. But one exam, I just skunked it, completely skunked it, man. At that point, I was like, okay, right. So what do I need to do? Like, just tell me I'll do anything. What do I need to do? I need to, I need to get this predicted grade. And he's like, okay, you just wait. I'll think about it because uh, there's going to be a lot of students in, like you in your situation. So, okay, cool. Eventually, after, you know, some more mocks, writing letters to teachers and whatnot, we were able to get the predicted grades, myself and my friends that needed it at the time. Did the UK cap, everything cushy, everything was calm. So after my AS levels, it was the first time of applying for university. I did all the stuff and applied. And two months after that, out of four places that I chose, I got three rejections. So I'm like there thinking, okay, right, I've got one left. And that wait for that one was, felt like the longest wait ever. And I know, I know a lot of people probably feel the same way. And I remember I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then out of the blue, I got an email saying, hey, thanks for your, thanks for your application. We'd like to offer you an interview. Now, this was like some London uni and at the time they were doing those MMI station interviews. So basically you have like different stations of different scenarios and questions. So there's year 13 me rocking up to the interview using a whole bottle of Lynx Africa. So usually in these kinds of interviews, you have a station where you need to do some acting and you'll have an actor that's in there as well. And they'll give you a scenario that you need to act out and try and show what you do in a normal situation. So my scenario was that I looked after this person's parrot and incompetent me left the cage door open. The parrot flew out, did a runner, 
not in the house anymore. I lost the parrot. Okay. And then I thought, okay, I read the scenario. I went in and I sat down and we had a little chat and I broke the bad news to the actor. Oh my gosh. The actors, they don't play no games. I remember they started the actor started shouting at me and going, how could you do this? That was my favorite parrot. I've had that for 20 years. And I looked at the examiner. I looked at the actor. I was like, in my head, I was thinking, buddy, simmer down. You know, I'm sorry that you lost your parrot, but I don't want to be mates with you. All right. And then everything's happening. Everything's happening. And I think what's important to realize is that I know it's like, it sounds like some mad horror story, but these actors they're actually very very nice and they're not trying to catch you out what they're trying to do is just as long as you do the right things at the right times they'll move on because they've got a whole scenario that they've got to play but anyway so then i did finish the interview wasn't didn't feel great didn't feel bad just went out and then finished the interview a couple months later i got an email unfortunately we don't we can't offer you an we can't give you an offer but we can place you on the waiting list so you know what fine alhamdulillah thank god that it was, you know, I, I'm, I was content with that because, you know, even though there's a, there was a chance like, oh, okay, it's just a waiting list. You still sort of had hope that, okay, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And so thankfully, like a month later, I uh, got an email saying, oh, we'd like to offer, give you an offer. So I was like, you know what? That's amazing. And you would think that someone with an offer to study medicine would be like, you know what? I'm going to pull my socks up. I'm going to make sure I work hard. and I'm going to make sure I meet this offer not this guy I don't know what I was thinking at the time but I just got so complacent and I was so like yeah yeah I got the offer you know I'll be absolutely fine and it's not that I didn't put any work in but I know for certain that the work I did put in was really really not putting effort in like I'd look at past papers and I'd be like oh, okay it's past paper. oh, that's the answer. yeah I would have said that yeah and that was like really really inefficient revision and I was really selling myself short so results they came and usually in the morning you kind of get told by the university beforehand oh yeah well, we'd like to congratulate you and then you go to the school and you get your results and like okay it's just confirmed but I didn't get any email that morning so I was a bit like oh okay okay and then I go into school I get the results and then open up the envelope and I'm sure everyone has gone through this whether that's your GCSEs your A-levels your university any kind of results when you open that up and the results are not going your way that is a feeling that you can't explain to anyone unless you've been it. You feel all sorts of things. And obviously it was really, really hot in the room. So my eyes, they started sweating. Um, but, you know, it was it's just humid, humid. Okay. And those results that I got, I got A, B, B, C. So got A in geography, got B in bio, B in chem, C in maths. So that was the first day that that was my first rejection from university and I thought honestly that I had all sorts of emotions running through my head but I thought that your man when I go home and see my parents I'm gonna get a Mr. Whippy you know I'm gonna get told off I'm gonna get shouted at but thankfully and credit to my parents they were really really supportive as soon as I told them what happened and what happened was that as soon as I heard the news yeah they were you know obviously everyone's a bit disappointed but then again the first thing that they did was 
that they started calling up people that they thought that might give good advice and might give help and they started collecting loads of advice to give to me at that time I was like not really in the mood to do anything not too really fussed about what was going on I think I just needed to kind of process what happened and then I got an email from that university and that university were like hey uh, we would like to give you an offer to do biomedicine and if you do really well in this degree in your first year or second year you can transfer into medicine so then you're kind of there like oh okay yeah like that sounds so cool like that sounds yeah it sounds so easy like that'd be so that'd be fine I'll just I'll just rank first and get into medicine but I think right here is the point where I want to just say I shout out to any single person that has done a degree to get to the place that they need to be because the people that I've met that have done that all of them have been nothing short of just so inspirational and the work that they've put in to get to the places that they need to be that consistency that they've shown is unbelievable and honestly if you're in that situation right now where you're in a degree trying to get into med or whatever or dentistry or you're in a degree to get to another degree i pray it goes well for you stick in there you're going to be absolutely fine just just keep keep being consistent so my dad, mashallah, was always very good at these like family crisis meetings that are like United Nations style. And when I got my results, we sat down and we got a piece of paper and we got a pen and we wrote down all the options that I had right now. And that was so, so helpful because at that moment where you got everything in your head. So my options at the time were I either take a gap year and retake the A-levels I've got to be in to get three A's. Or I do the biomedicine thing and try and do medicine getting through that route. Obviously, with the whole gap year thing, it can be hard for some parents to take because you're basically asking them, I need a year out uh, and I need to do my exam again. I won't have school. Uh, I just want to be, you know, just want to focus that whole year on the exam. And they naturally will worry and be like, you know, are you sure this is the best idea? And I know for some parents it's hard to persuade. So you can show them this. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Insert surname here. Your son slash daughter would love to take a gap year. And I think it would be really, really important. This is because I think, insert your name here, really, really deserves the chance and it will really, really help them to grow and get their exam results that they need to help them achieve what they want to achieve later on. I took a couple of gap years and it helped me really, really good. So please let, insert your name here, go on a gap year to do what they want to do. You won't regret it. He might need to show them that. So yeah, I started um, on my gap year in order to find myself and grow myself here and try to plant the seeds of my youth so basically i got a job working in retail and that involved sort of either being on the tills or working like this pharmacy kind of side or even uh, i had to print photos i was working it in the photo lab and it was quite fun i'm not gonna lie i did enjoy printing 357 photos six by four inch for dorif of her new dog rocky so over that year, I reapplied with the actual grades that I had and I got given the predicted grades uh, from my secondary school. And that time, after about four or five months of submitting the application, I received all four medical school rejection. No interview, no nothing, and that's it. So after that, I had a backup and my backup was pharmacy. And pharmacy is an amazing career that I still 
I'm literally, I'm not just saying it right, but I'm in awe about some of the stuff that these guys do. And basically, I went to the open day. So the first lecture was a lecture about the importance of chemistry in pharmacy. Now, for someone who didn't really enjoy chemistry, it was really, really tough for me. And to be honest, personally, my heart really wasn't in it. So then I thought, okay, pharmacy is not for me. I really, really want to do medicine because the more and more I thought, I was like, you know what? That's the thing that I really want to do in the future. So I'm there, like there's no medicine, no pharmacy. You kind of feel like as well, why am I retaking? What is the point? And I think in that moment, it was a really, really important lesson because when we talk about motivation, motivation can go up and down. And we all get those days where we're like, you know what, I just can't be asked. You could be so, so passionate about something, but you're going to get a day where you can't be asked. And that is where the importance of developing habits that will get you through. And having those habits are the things that will pull you through. So there's always that initial resistance before you do a habit. And there's always something that's stopping you from actually doing it. But once you beat that resistance, once you overcome that, you naturally get into the flow of things. So I remember reading this story. It was about this world championship ballerina who had been training at 6am for 10 years straight. And when they asked her and they said, oh, how do you motivate yourself to train a couple of hours every day for such a long time? And her reply was, I don't think about the training in the gym as the habit that I'm forming. My habit is that if I can wake up, get dressed for it, and get the taxi, once I'm inside the taxi, that's it. That's my habit. And when I get through that habit, for me to go back home while I'm in the taxi, that awkwardness of me having to go back after being in a taxi is just, I might as well keep going. Overcoming that small resistance is the thing that she focused on. And if you start small with your habits, you'll be absolutely fine and you'll be able to get them going. So something that I tried to do in A-levels, but kind of really refined more at university was the whole idea of removing distractions while I'm working and I know you've heard it about it so many times before but for example with my phone I turn it off and I put it under my pillow that resistance that you've created to go back to an easy thing of checking your phone that is enough for you to actually double guess and think okay do I really want to use my phone now also what I try to do is that if I have some work for example let's say a pass paper that I need to do I have the pass paper printed or put it on my computer screen so that everything is ready I never really used to tidy up my desk and everything would be laid out there so when I finished revision the night before I'd come back straight away nothing's changed so I can just get to work sit down and keep going and that has made it easy to do the good habit, but harder to do the bad habit. It's very, very easy for you to say, yeah, 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 man, I'm just going to work for eight hours straight. Yeah, I'm going to chin it. I'll chin it. Eight hours straight, minor. If your habits are so, so big, it's so much harder to keep control. If you have very, very tiny habits, lots of little tiny habits, they'll make such a big difference. So you have the whole A-level thing, and then you have the whole rejection thing, and basically I knew that I wanted to do med. So I googled, how to study medicine after just typed in my situation and there was a bit of information out there but one thing that really stuck out was that you can study medicine in Europe and you don't have to sit any extra exams that other international medical students may have to sit so when I was looking into the whole Europe medicine thing it was natural to feel you know it's a bit crazy but I want to just learn a little bit more information about it and they had an open day 
at the Emirates Stadium, home of Arsenal Football Club. So I thought, you know what, this is pretty legit. And what we did, we went to the open day with my family. When we got there, it was like a freshers' fair. There was universities on top of universities, all in Europe, that were offering so many courses like veterinary science, dentistry, medicine, you name it. And it was so cool to be around because as soon as you went in, you got hyped. You had all these cool things that saying, oh, do you want to try this, try this, check this course out, check this. So I got application forms and I sent them through for a few places and they all required like an entrance exam when you get in. So my first one was for this university in Hungary. The exam went well and the examiner was gassing me up. He was like, you know what? You did really well. I'm sure this interview will be a blast. I was like, all right. All right, no worries. And still, to this day, I have no idea what happened. So he started asking me some questions and I got every single one wrong. He looked at me and he was like, okay, maybe maybe he's nervous. Then my phone wasn't on silent. Out of nowhere, the azan, the call to prayer that we have, was blasting out of my phone. We all jumped and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He then asked me some even more questions. I didn't get any of them right. I don't know what happened. I was like, just had so many mind blanks. Now I'm sitting in front of this guy and he's looking at me like I'm the biggest fraud ever. But he was still very, very merciful. And he actually still gave me a chance. And he gave me a very, very simple question about the vessels of the heart. And I think you know what happened next. I completely flunked those vessels. And I know that this was not going to be no ending of pursuit of happiness kind of thing. And the guy, though, he was still really, really nice. And he probably thought I was just having an off day. He said, I can still offer you medicine, but on the condition that you need to pass this one year foundation science with us. And then we'll have a look at the end of that. It wasn't ideal, but I was so grateful for the time and all the kindness that they showed on that day. But I had a few more entrance exams to do. So I thought, okay we move it's fine my next exam was for a place in czech republic i haven't got any stories for this one but uh, the entrance exam went okay the interview went okay and thankfully this was more like the ending of pursuit of happiness i got an offer to study medicine in europe and i was really really happy i think that was one moment where i still remember to this day how alhamdulillah i thank god that i was just after all those two years of all that disappointment and stuff having that opportunity, even if it may not be ideal, may not be in the UK, you still realise that, you know what, there's so many people that would have wished to be in that position. So nothing but grateful. So university was always a new thing. No one really had done it from my side before. And, you know, I was quite a guinea pig and we were just trying to see how things went. So the idea of not doing university here, but in Europe was even more terrifying, but exciting. So luckily, I had a family friend that was actually studying in that university at the time and they were so kind and generous. They brought us in, they sat us down and they talked about everything that there was and gave all the advice and help so that when I finished that convo, I felt so excited and so gassed. And then I think my parents, they had a bit more of a peace of mind with where I was going. So yeah, I'm all set to go in September to go and study in Czech Republic. I was all, my heart was set and my mind was set on it. I was ready to go. So results day came and alhamdulillah, I got an A star in biology and I got an A in chemistry. So that brought the grades up to what I needed to do medicine in the UK. Now, yes, it does sound nice. The grades are good, but I don't want you guys to take inspiration from that with a bit of consistency. And for me personally, I knew that God was on my side. Why do I say that? 
Because imagine, now I know people may not be as spiritual and that's absolutely fine. But for me, God is the most loving. You can't even put a number on it. Come on, G. You really think he doesn't know what's in your heart. You really think he doesn't know what kind of things that you want that will make you happy. You need to have positive thoughts in life, positive ideas so that any failure that you have, you know it's just a stepping stone to get where you want to be and you'll be happy with whatever comes your way. Do I think that the hours that I put in revising for that exam deserved an A star or an A? Like we said in last episode, I'm a strong believer that it's not from me. It's mercy and blessings. Of course, I have to do my bit, but it's mercy and blessings that have got me where I am today. And that's the thing that I didn't realize when I was growing up and doing all these exams. But slowly, 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 that started to come more at the forefront of everything that was happening. So while my heart was set on Czech Republic, the people around me were giving me good advice saying, look, there's no harm in applying to the UK. Even though you might really, really like Czech Republic, it will be really nice to have you around in the UK and close by. With the whole situation that had been a gap year and retakes, there was only really four or five unis that I could apply to anyway in the first place. So I just applied to them, didn't think too much of it. That was it. I started and I moved on in September. I started my brand new course in Czech Republic doing medicine. And I thought, you know what? This was wicked. And I had the most amazing, amazing time there. The people that I met were unbelievable. They're so supportive and they're still really good friends with me today. So while I was in Czech Republic, I was going through the motions, going through the degree. I got two emails and those two emails were two interviews from universities in the UK to do med. The interviews themselves were very different. One was like the station interview that we spoke about earlier. And another one was one of these interviews where you just have everyone lined up a bit more old school and they just ask you questions. And I still remember one thing from the station interview that I had on that day. And I think no matter what people will think of you, honesty is the best policy. I know that is the same for a lot of people as well. So I remember one of the scenarios was that they played a video to me and the video was of a person telling me, hey, I've got this deadline and my work has all disappeared. And you know what? I don't know what to do. So then the examiner's there and he asks you, okay, so what would you do? I started with the whole first thing. Then oh, I would try to recover the file and I'll try to find it. He said, okay, if that doesn't work, I said, fine. I'll try to sit with a friend and help them, you know, to like write it up. He said, that doesn't work. They, they're distraught and they don't want to write it. And that for me at the time, whilst it wasn't ideal, that's just the way I thought. I was a big like bro code kind of guy. Like, you know what? So I remember saying... Okay, I remember saying that if it was a really close friend of mine, I'd just, you know, sit down and I'd just do it for them. And it's not just me. So many people, pretty much everyone I know would do that for their close friend. Obviously, that opens up a whole can of worms, like the whole plagiarism and, you know, should you really do that, this, that, the other. And the examiner looked at me and was like, okay. And I remember being like, look, I know it's not ideal, but for me right now, honestly, that's what I'd do. However, I think maybe in med school, I probably learn a few things and be able to develop my character to hopefully be able to improve that and find out what the right thing is to do. And yeah, you be honest 100%, but be smart about it because at the end of the day, honesty and integrity is really, really important no matter what degree you're doing. And people will respect that and people will be like, you know what? I'm glad you're trying to be you. I'm glad you're being genuine and I'm glad you're open to change. Interview's done. I'm in Czech Republic and then we're all chilling and I get an email saying congratulations we'd like to offer you a place an unconditional offer for medicine at that time i didn't know how to feel i was very very happy and i showed my friends and they were all all so supportive of it obviously everyone was a bit disappointed because i made some really really close friends there 
that even to this day you miss being around and you miss being in that environment because you had loads of jokes and loads of good times and that's the importance of good company because the people over there were so genuine the first thing that they were saying is that you need to do what's best for you and trust me you want to go back and you want to study in the UK because your parents want you there and that will make them happy you need to make sure you surround yourself with company that if you tell them something or you give them an idea they're the first ones to say okay it's a crazy idea but I think you should give it a go I think you should try it I believe in you you'll do absolutely sick I know you'll smash it but also you can be that person and if anyone comes to you yeah they could come to you with a crazy idea or whatever if you're supportive and give them constructive feedback to help them who knows what kind of goodness you can get out of it because if you help them in something that they're doing good you're going to be getting those blessings for however long they're doing that good so there's a win-win situation so I came back home and for the last half a year I worked in a GP surgery as a receptionist it was a really amazing job I met so many amazing people there it showed me how much chemistry there is between the team of like doctors receptionists admin staff and I knew that you know what I really really want to be part of this in the future and yeah I finished the job had a bit of a break for summer and then I began and started my five years studying medicine in the UK and there we have it alhamdulillah I thank God for every blessing that he's given me I thank all the people around me that have helped me and supported me to get to where I am today. You might be listening to this and thinking, yo man, the things that I want to do, the things that I want to achieve, they seem so far away. They seem so unimaginable that it would never ever happen. But if you keep pushing towards it, those small things you do every day consistently pushing towards it, you will take steps in the right direction and it will really make a big difference. People say, oh yeah, you have to be a bit lucky as well. Okay, let's take that luck. You can create opportunities and increase your chances of being quote unquote lucky. If you put yourself out there, if you step out of your comfort zone, if you think, you know what, I don't mind studying medicine. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a trouble now, but it's only for a few years. And then I get to do exactly what I want to do. I'll be right back where everyone else is. Take risks when it comes to your dreams and your aspirations, because at the end of the day, they're your dreams and your aspirations and nothing, nothing at all will get in the way if you want it bad enough. And I can't shy away from this. I know some people aren't spiritual and I know that it's difficult for some people to relate to this. But for me personally, if you're regularly asking Allah, regularly asking God to make you successful, put you in the right positions, give you the right opportunities, anything you can think of, the crazier the better, nothing is out of his power, nothing is out of his control. Back in the day, they would even ask God for something as small as a shoelace. You'll not only be able to do your best, but sometimes your best isn't enough. You'll be able to break through to achieve what's required that may be better than your best. And you'll be a better person than you've ever had to be. So don't ever give up and keep asking. Deep ones. At the end of the day, all good that you get from these episodes, anything that's good, it's not from me hand on heart it's not from me that all the good all the messages that you get you are meant to get these messages and it's all from god we thank him alhamdulillah for all the blessings that we're given it's it's all calm so there we have it episode two finished i know it was a bit of a long one so thank you so much honestly for sticking around this long and listening to me go on and on and on and 
A few quick things before we finish. Make sure to follow the Instagram, Drip Medic. Make sure to share it with all your friends. It doesn't matter if you're spiritual, not spiritual, a medic, a non-medic. There's so many things in here that I really, really think will benefit loads of people. And hopefully, inshallah, God willing, it will really, really help a lot of people. Comment down below any more stuff that you want to hear. Give me feedback. I don't care if it's not constructive feedback. Just give me feedback. And I want to take all the good from that feedback. And I really, really appreciate it. Don't be scared to give me feedback. Don't be shy. I don't care, man. You need to give it to me because truthfully, I appreciate it so much more if you just tell me the feedback so I can make the best content that I can for you guys and so that it helps you guys. You can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch it. Thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum.